0: Welcome back Facebook friends, here we are again, I am excited, we're in the chapter on um, personal growth, as it says here, and we are looking, oh man, let's let's get some light on the scene, there you go, is that better, go down, there we go, yeah, and let's talk about that, we're talking about personal growth. And I had told the story yesterday about the guy that, the kid that uh, went after John Maxwell. Uh, first of all, uh, we're, I, we're still in the book, uh, Developing the Leader Within You 2.0 by the number one leadership and management expert in the world, John C. Maxwell. And I'm coming to you from Jacksonville, Florida. My name is Brave Dodd. Personal growth is the section we're in. We're talking about growth means change. Yesterday, I talked about John Maxwell. Um, a, a little kid coming up to John Maxwell during one of his seminars. He was doing a in front of a thousand people and said, I'd like to do what you like to do what you do. And he said, are you willing to do what I did to get to do what I do? That was the key. But anyways... Uh, One of the things we talk about is um, your dream. And uh, John Maxwell wrote another book called Put Your Dream to the Test. And the question of questions in there is the cost question. What is that question? Am I willing to pay the price for my dream? And as he thought about it, and through time, he said he thought he would have revised it and said, "Am I willing to continually pay the price for my dream?" You see, that's where that's where that's where the action is. Are you willing to continually pay the price for your dream? Is it worth it? Yes, it's worth it. The question is, are you willing to pay it? That's when you get serious. When you know, when your back's against the wall, and you're tired of being tired, and you think there's no way out. (laughs) You know uh, that brings me to um, part of the group I'm uh, mentoring in, and uh, one of the things that we talk about John Maxwell's book, The Fail, the uh, falling forward when you fail, and uh, one of the things I always talk about is self-talk. We self-prophesize ourselves sometimes with self-talk. We need to we need to talk positive self-talk. We need to be our own coach. You know, when you fail, you want to get into a pity party, and and as I was speaking with a colleague, I could feel the pain. And I just felt led, I just stopped there, but I wrote. Uh, and I wrote back and, and talked about, you know, uh, John Maxwell says, you know, if you have a pity party, have it for 24 hours, then get on, get out, get over and get on with it. And that's true. Get over and get on with it. Because it's just a process. Success is not a destination, it's a process failure is part of the process the only way we learn the best way we learn is through failure that's how we progress so get used to it anyways back into back into the book it said um, he's had a guy here gerald brooks said every level of growth calls for a new level of change isn't that true as you grow then you you uh Meet new challenges. He said, I discovered the price of change usually comes sooner than you think. And it's higher than you imagine it would be. It must be paid more often than you expected. When you're in the thick of it. When you're fighting for, for, your, for your life. It's what it is, living. When you're fighting for it. It, can, it tends to get harder and harder. And that's why it's so good to have things memorized like that end of that poem there. When things seem worse, I must not quit. And if you have to go in the bathroom or outside and yell that, when things seem worse, I must not quit and don't quit. And then it gives you the energy and you get fired up. And you start thinking outside the box, talking to different people, finding new solutions. Then, then you realize That you're serious about it. As a matter of fact, I always talk about that. The second you make a goal, the second you decide to do something, I almost think that the devil is sitting there saying, okay, just as soon as you do it, you're like, no more sweets. Then your wife comes back from the grocery store with your favorite dessert. Well, you made a decision. Now it's the, the, the first temptation is always the tough one. She brings that big dessert. What are you going to do? Well, I'll start tomorrow or sorry, honey, I can't do it. I started this diet and I'm sticking to it. It happens every time. Every time I set a goal, it seems like it gets harder right at the get go. It's almost like, let's see if you're serious or if this is just a joke. Are you serious, or are you joking around? Yes. So it gets harder. So life begins, oh, <laughs> this is great. You know, I always talk about this. Life begins at the end of the comfort zone. To grow, we must embrace change and to learn to become uncomfortable being, we need to become comfortable being uncomfortable. Cause that means we're growing, something different, and at each level there's new challenges. I can tell you that now. I've I've, I've changed some things, and things have gone well. But but the the, the process is you got to keep changing, and moving in the right direction, which means it's always uncomfortable. It's never you're, you're never plateau and stay at a certain level. Not if you're growing. John <laughs> Maxwell talking about uh, he had to make a decision when he was early in his career because the people were holding him back. He was growing, and they wanted to stay the same and actually go backward, and he had to make a decision. That he was going to keep going, which means he had to make the tough decision. He loved the people, but it wasn't in the, heading in the direction that he wanted to go. And the 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth, the cha- there's a chapter there called The uh, Law of the Rubber Band, and he references it here he says what makes any rubber band useful it's being stretched there's no practical use unless it's stretched <laughs> the same is about same about us and the time of German, and listen to this this is great this is great for you and this happened to me i've got a story for this i'll tell it in a minute it said uh eric harfer said In a time of drastic change, it is the learners who inherit the future. The learned usually find themselves equipped to live in a world that no longer exists. When I went to go work for an insurance company, I I was put in charge of a software program that we used to enroll employee benefits. And I was good at it. But what happened was this program couldn't be networked. So we went out and we found uh, we interviewed a whole bunch of companies. They came in, and they did this dog and pony shows, and then we selected one. Well, because I'm wired a little differently, I knew in my mind that my longevity there was highly dependent on me learning that new system. Because, see, if the old system became obsolete, then I my skills were no longer needed. I could have been the total expert in the system. But it, but we had outgrown that system, so I had to learn a new system. So what did I do? I had the real, reality and I came to realize very quickly that either I learned this new system or I'm out of a job. So what did I do? I grabbed the first copy of that instruction. I brought it home. I spent hours figuring out how to design these plans myself. So when the first time someone came to train our team, I was assisting in teaching the others as opposed to just learning it myself. Because I was a learner. And what did he say here, uh, Eric Hoffer? At a time of drastic change, it is the learners who inherit future. Guess what? That system is so dynamic that other companies decide to adapt it, adopt it too. So now I'm in a position where that knowledge that I uh, trained myself to learn is still valuable 15 years later, and it's more adaptable to more companies because it's being used um, worldwide pretty much, but countrywide for sure. I'm in the United States so yes great statement <laughs> so that so we need to be like rubber beings to learn usually find themselves equipped to live in the world that no longer exists that could have been a description of the world well he's talking about the world he found himself in when uh, like this statement I said he um, was growing and the people with him were not. (laughs) Listen to the words of Gail Sheely. She said, if we don't change, we don't grow. Isn't that great? If we don't change, we don't grow. How powerful is that? And if we don't grow we are not really living man isn't that great if we don't know we're not really living that means we're in the grandstands we need to get in the arena where life is live life in the arena not in the grandstands get out open the gate come on on the field oh man Growth demands temporary surrender of security. Growth is temporary surrender of security. Giving up familiar but limiting patterns. Safe but unrewarding work. Values no longer believe. Relationships have lost their meaning. As Dostoevsky put it, taking a new step, uttering a new word is what people fear most. The real fear should be the opposite taking those chances is living do that i remember there's a movie called um what was it called the game with uh who was it anyways in it this guy was very rigid and the whole movie was about all these things that changed and uh threw him off his game pretty much because it it was totally a lot of spontaneous he was never spontaneous but by the end of the movie in the game uh, the lady says, "Hey, would you like to go for a, a drink or something?" I think she said, and he said, he thought he was about to go into his old self, but he had been through so much, and it was so exciting, and he did enjoy it that he said, "Yes, let's do that." And he changed his schedule instantaneously. You see, life, life lives in the unknown. I'm not saying you go out and do something. wild. what I'm saying is. Don't let your dreams die inside. Get out and and work them out. Yes, you may fail a few times, but all oh, the joy when you go through the process, the learning. Uh, remember, I I told you I did thirty years in the Navy, Navy Reserves, Navy Active as an officer. Would I have? been to the Amalfi coast of Italy had I not joined had I not um first went in as enlisted because they didn't accept me in the officer program and didn't have to apply twice in order to get picked up and then be able to be in charge and ride down the Amalfi coast with one of my sailors would that have happened if I wasn't willing to risk life man i cannot i cannot describe enough if you feel you're trapped if you think that life is over trust me it's not it, it's just that your awareness and your thought process is such that it's closed the best the best thing i can say to you is find someone that you think is successful and offer to have coffee, to sit down with them, if it's at church, or if it's at work across the hall, at a different office, just to sit down and say, how did you get where you are? Just to get a spark in your mind, because you think you're a dead end, but you're not. It's your thoughts that are trapping you. Trust me on this. It's your thoughts that are trapping you. There's so much of life that you can live But you got to be willing to take that first step and get out of yourself. You know, that saying that says you can't see the picture in the frame. You're so involved and sucked into your small world that you can't see the bigger picture. But it's right around the corner in the way you get out there is to try to expand your awareness. How do you do that? One is to read, but oh man, the greatest is talking to others. Someone you don't know, someone of higher thought. I remember when the uh, second in charge came down from Chicago to, to live. And I always wanted, I said, I need to talk to this guy. And man, once we had a conversation, it was like real exciting. I think I... Because of the way I think, I think I uh, gave him an interest, but he was interested in me as well. But I was interested in him and his experience and what he had done. Uh, I was listening to Lewis Howells and he said, who is the most interesting person in the room? It's the person who's the most interested in everyone else. Ask questions. That's all you've got to do. People will talk for hours. I remember reading, uh, I was in the Navy, reading how to win friends and influence people. And I remember being out in the different countries and just learning to have conversations and ask people questions. You would get two or three questions and they would talk for a half hour to an hour. And then when you finish and shake hands, they're like, man, you were one of the greatest people to talk to because I was interested. And not just, not, not just uh, flippantly interested, but really interested. And what happens is, when you're interested, you can learn some great things. And people love nothing more than to talk about themselves and what they do. Trust me on this. I remember being out with my cousin and his wife. And she was a little reluctant because, you know, going out with family, she, she wasn't really thrilled about it but i had gone to dc and they were there and i went to dinner and by you know after 10 minutes i had asked her a few questions i was really interested in what she did and she lit up like a christmas tree and she loved it she enjoyed my company that was the first time she enjoyed any company in our family on that side and because i was different but i was interested and because I was interested, and she knew it was genuine interest, it wasn't just this flippant thing. She let out. Everyone does. When you even the, the shy person in the corner, when you want to know about them, you go sit in the corner over there and talk to them and listen, they light up like a tree. But the the plus side on your side is what you get to learn, the wealth of information that people or other people have. And you start connecting ideas and they stimulate your brain and allows you to even go further because now your awareness is being opened up into avenues you never thought of before. Interesting stuff. Anyways, so that's our lesson. Our lesson is on Titles half the time. Yeah, growth means change. Yeah, our listen was on growth means change. Getting out of the comfort zone and staying out of the comfort zone. But my challenge for you is I'm no different than you. But the difference is I'm I'm not afraid to ask the questions of others, to watch them light up. Do that. that. Take that as a as a um, step of action, a call for action today. And tomorrow, find someone different at lunchtime. And say, may I sit down? I, I saw you there, and I was fascinated. I'd like to have a conversation find out a little bit more about you, because I just want to learn more about other people, because it helps to stimulate my imagination. And just sit and have a conversation. See how much more that you learn. you one, you'll find things that you've got in common, and you'll find extraordinary things that you never realized that that person did. You thought they were just a little hermit in a corner, and you found that they're you know in charge of the uh, the uh, vice president of the food kitchen. And uh, responsible for the supplies that go in there. But you thought she was just the one in the corner that just, uh, I don't know, was the beam counter for numbers. Fascinating when you stop and listen to people and, and show a genuine interest. That's my lesson. So, hey, hey, talking about genuine interest, you know, I've been listening to a lot of my mentors, and one of the things, you know, as I grew, continue to grow the number of people who are interested in that, and I provide service, I want to provide more service. So I was asking myself the question today how could I do that? Well, you can't provide service unless you know what people need or want. So I know you haven't accomplished what your dream is or where you're heading. So my question to you is what is your dream and what can i do to help you get there i know i provide good positive feedback but is there a subject or something that uh, perhaps i could talk about maybe it's an attitude or self-talk or organization or uh how to meet people how to talk to people how to use uh, computers or something, whatever it is that you th- feel is holding you back. Let me know. If it, if you listen to the recording, just put a pound sign and put your comments in and I'll read them and I'll get back to you. If not live, um, I'll uh, respond in the next Facebook live. Cause you know, I'm here every night or almost every night. I'd love to say every night, but almost every night I try. You know, life gets in the way, as they say sometimes. But I always enjoy talking with you because you have my heart. Thank you and have a good night.